Welcome to the World Changers in Tech podcast, where we bring you the most exciting, passionate, impact-driven tech entrepreneurs and actors changing the world one tech at a time. Our episodes foster the sustainable development goals to inspire, build, and grow a sustainable future. So get to know your SDGs and World Changers in Tech. My name is Anna Yukiko Bickenbach, and let's get on to today's episode. Dear World Changers and Tech listeners, today we find ourselves living in changing times, Corona times, one that has created challenges and many adjustments, but mostly as we would like to see them here at German Tech, we see it as a time to innovate and create chances from opportunities. Our physical events, meetups and open lectures had to be canceled, but instead of them being lost, we decided that we would rather digitize them for you so you can also be a part of it. We wanted to include you, our community, in all aspects. So we've adapted our approach to edit down our live digital events so you can hear them as well. We hope you get the most out of it, enjoy it, stay healthy and stay tuned. And we're looking forward to many more episodes with you guys. My name is uh, Maria. I'm the managing director, one of the managing directors of German Tech. We are building digital ecosystems for a sustainable future. That means that we are working with corporates, with startups, and with academia around the topics of innovation, digitalization, and um, yeah, the whole digital transformation. Um, and we are doing this talk weekly now with you to tell you a little bit about what we've learned to share our knowledge, because um, what we see is that the learning curve is still very steep. Um, at least ours. So we want to share and also see um, what are the topics <clears throat> that are um, moving the community out there. Where can we find solutions? Where we, can we make more valuable connections? That's what we're here for today. How about you, Anna? Hi, everyone. I'm Anna, and I'm the event and program manager. And when this all went down, everyone, first thing everyone said is, oh, my goodness, no events, and you probably are going to be out of work, and you must be really hard hit. And actually, I have been hard hit, but in a different way. We've digitalized everything, which is great, where I actually feel like I have more to do because I, I just feel like there's more people that I can get on board and have even um, more people be able to participate. So it's the, the microphone to communicate and do the events, I feel like, has been broadened. And um, so for me... I've even, yes, so it's been really interesting and I'm very fortunate though that we've been able to digitalize all our formats and it's uh, worked out quite well. So that's uh, what I'm doing and we will go ahead and share with you guys, how was your week the last week? This is our second week basically in 100% home office and having to see less and less people as the days have gone on. So Maria, how was your week? Um, actually it is, it, it was super busy. Um, I'm wondering what these people, I mean, there are so many people posting about that they are uh, having so much time now. I don't know what, what they are doing because I don't feel like I have much time. I actually feel like I have less time because I get up in the morning. Um, since yesterday I start doing yoga classes online now. Um, so at least I have one hour of yoga in the morning, but then basically I'm in my living room, which is my office now, and it's my yoga studio, and it's my diner room, it's my bar, it's my club. Um, my living room, 
basically is everything now. Um, and as I do not go out, I feel like I'm just constantly working or it's constantly something because I also do have, uh, like, you know, we meet up digitally for drinks and we meet up digitally for coffee and want to, yeah, support many of my founder friends. Of course, everybody's having a lot of questions. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so I feel like it's even more exchange in the community, um, which I love, but I'm, yeah, it's super busy. <laughs> I have to agree. I think even on social media, people have been communicating a lot more about how they feel and maybe reconnecting with others that they haven't seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. It's become our only gateway to socialize, you know, with people. And um, I, I think there's a lot of advances to that, but obviously you, some people, you need to take a step back as well, I think, to remain um, healthy during this time, like digitally detox yourself once in a while so it doesn't become the only, only channel. Yeah, but, and on the other hand, the thing is, oops, sorry. That was um, um, I'm alone, so um, I do not live uh, in a shared flat. I do not have uh, roommates. I do not have kids. So whenever I'm completely off and there is no device on, I feel like the, the uh, how do you say, Einsamkeit? The loneliness. Yeah, the loneliness is, is consuming me. And I'm really afraid of that. And that's why I just turn on everything again. And I'm, so it is, it is like a hard balance to get. Because on, on the one hand, it's super exhausting. And on the other hand, I'm, I'm really afraid of the loneliness. Because yeah. I've been stuck in this apartment since nine days now. <laughs> wow. Well, I've been fortunate because I have uh, my son. And I mentioned this in the last one, what we're actually doing with another family. And we've actually just kept it to one family and ourselves. So that is our social circle. We uh, basically circulate the kids back and forth, so we can I can work, and then the other parent can work as well. But the sun's shining, so we've been outside, and that's been my only saving grace to get like fresh air, to walk around with the kids. I mean, to be honest, my last week it's pretty it's was pretty exhausting. I think day three on Thursday was really tough for me, um, and today's Tuesday, and I. Uh, accidentally told my coworker, well, it's only Monday. So my brain, I think because we don't have our routines, every day seems kind of the same. It's like the swishy-washy between your apartment and trying to go out, but you've been more indoor than anything. And so there are some structures that are definitely um, missing. Yeah. But I think, I guess we're, I feel like we always complain on a more higher note, like privileged note. So that's how I like to remind myself that we're very fortunate. <laughs> to be in this position. Um, okay, why don't you talk us through all the digital things that you got to join last week and there was this really big thing that happened on the weekend um, that we can get to our international audience about. So, I mean, we are super fortunate because digitalization is key. And um, as we can see now, uh, many companies, uh, but many also many people in their private, um, in their private environment are forced into digitalization. And I just wanted to share some of the good news and of the good things that we've been uh, seeing during the last weeks. Um, I mentioned it before, I'm doing yoga every morning 
since uh, my gym is closed and I do not take my bike to uh, the office every morning. So we all have to keep our bodies in motion somehow. Uh, and uh, for those of you who know the Urban Sports Club, it is a app, an app um, that is in Germany, but also in other European countries. I know that they're in France and I think in Switzerland, maybe also in Austria. Um, it is an app where you pay monthly fee and then you can go to different yoga studios, gyms and all kind of yoga, uh, not yoga, like sports stuff. You can do a lot of sports stuff with them. And when the Corona thing started, <clears throat> they sent uh, an email to all the members that you can um, pause your membership. It was just one click. It was super easy. And I was like, yeah, okay, why not? I mean, I cannot go to the gym anyway. I cannot go to the yoga studio anyway. Um, let's save some money on that. And uh, a few days later, then they sent another email. Seems like they, they learned quick that, um, of course, all the yoga studios and all the gyms and all other sports trainers, just as the clubs and bars and restaurants are um, lacking a lot of revenue these days. So from one day to the other, um, they set up a completely online program so you could get out of your pause, of your COVID pause again. And um, now you can use it, uh, use all the online yoga classes, online sports classes from your booty training to, I even saw that they are doing online burlesque dancing. Uh, I didn't try it yet, but maybe I can tell you next week about that. Yeah, but anyway, the, the good thing about this is that this morning I could take a yoga class from a yoga studio in Leipzig which uh, was super nice because I met new people online um, and a new yoga teacher and she was really amazing. Um, I've seen some uh, revenues of her, not revenues, uh, reviews of her before. Um, and of course I never do yoga in Leipzig, but now it is possible to take classes with her. So um, that's a really cool thing. Check out Urban Sports Club if you are uh, up for some training and some movement in your, uh, in your living room, in your home office. Um, I've also been talking in, uh, some, in a podcast um, from St. Oberholz. Uh, as you can imagine, also the co-working spaces in uh, the whole country and whole Germany um, are yeah, hit hard by the crisis. So we talked a little bit about how we can transform communities on to, to this online space and how good it really is that we are connected through website, uh, through um, uh, services like Slack, um, but also on platforms like LinkedIn and Facebook, what we see in the in the whole startup scene is a huge, huge wave of solidarity and knowledge sharing, and um, this feeling of, okay, this is like really, really serious, and um, we might not make it, but at least we try together. And whenever I learn something and I get an insight to something. Um, I share it. So I'm on the phone constantly. I don't know how. I haven't been on the phone for years because I didn't like calling, but now I'm on the phone again a lot, uh, talking to people about how their experience is with, is with the Arbeitsagentur and with all the, um, yeah, you know, the promises that were made by the government. Uh, and another thing that is maybe not one of the most positive things to share, but we also have to talk about that is that everything that is promised is not operationalized yet. So um, there were a lot of promises about money for the German economy, but 
at the moment, nobody knows exactly um, how to get that money, when it will be paid out by whom to whom. Um, one thing that was online quite quick is the, um, in Berlin at least, it is the Investitionsbank um, Berlin Brandenburg, the EBB. Yeah. Um, and they are, uh, so for the state of Berlin, they are in charge of, um, of uh, giving out the supports for the startups and for all companies uh, in Berlin. Their website is down basically since Friday. Um, so it is, there is no chance that you can, uh, you can hand in your, uh, your request for the support. The Arbeitsagentur um, that is uh, in charge for the short-term loans, not short-term Kurzarbeitergeld, and that was what's that again? Like short, uh, short contract work, not short contract, short-term work. I short don't know. Short-term work. Um, they received 800,000 um, requests last week. Um, I had them on the phone yesterday. They said it might take a while until they get through all of them. So yeah, it is a lot of uncertainty, um, but on the other hand, a lot of good things happening as we see this huge wave of solidarity um, and also a lot of things that are working really, really good. Uh, another example is that we transformed all of our corporate activities to, um, to online formats. We're doing all of our workshops now in Zoom and um, people were quite skeptic against it when we, when we announced that we will try to do it online. Um, and good for us. We, uh, we get a, amazing feedback. Everybody is uh, quite happy and surprised how easy it is to be part of a workshop uh, when you are at home, taking care of your kids, uh, having time for them and uh, seeing that everything can be done online um, as long as you get internet. That's uh, the one thing you have to make sure somehow, um, which is also what I'm uh, kind of worried about that at the moment because my internet at home is really slow and I'm trying to get a better connection. Um, and yeah, then of course, the, the most amazing thing uh, that happened this weekend in Germany um, for uh, those outside of Germany, you might have, not have heard it. Uh, everybody else, I'm sure you have heard it. There was this huge hackathon, the world's biggest hackathon ever where 42,000 people worked on solutions uh, for the crisis, digital solutions mainly for the crisis. And um, yeah, I'm very excited because I'm one of the um, persons who will judge these ideas now or the, the MVPs and the prototypes that have been built. Uh, that will start tonight. And I'm very excited to tell you next week then um, what 42,000 people um, yeah, brought on ideas and solutions and how we will get out of this. I actually have a few numbers um, in front of us. Um, so it's called the VIA versus virus, so us against the virus. And I think they announced an opening. So it happened on the weekend and they announced it a week before. Was it like five days before they actually announced it? Mm -hmm. And as Maria said, here it says they got even got 43,000 people together, 3,000 mentors and you're one of them, right? And in total, it's 1,500 teams. So how will they start? So does, how, do you know what the, the dates are in between, like? The dates for what? Like they start today with ideating and creating MVPs within their no, no, teams. No, no, they, they started on Friday. 
Oh, okay. The whole weekend. And we will start, uh, we will start judging them today. Right. So, and then, and then it is like, like uh, with every hackathon, uh, now there's a jury who will decide, okay, which ideas are worth uh, going on with. And then the government will decide if they put money in them or not or if there are other companies or other donors or whatever. I mean, everything is happening so fast at the moment. Nobody knows exactly what will happen next. Um, but it's a, it's a good thing to see that things are happening so fast and that it is possible to, to do that and to yeah, mobilize so many people, so many ideas. Um, it really gives, at least me, it gives a lot of hope that um, things are, are turning out for better. Um, especially now that uh, Germany has announced something like a lockdown. I mean, we are allowed to go outside of the, we are allowed to leave our apartments, but only alone. We are not allowed to gather in groups more than two, which is another step to, um, to stop the virus from spreading. But now we also see that the the damage that is done to the economy also needs some solutions. I mean, there are so many things happening in parallel, um, so much uncertainty. It is very important for me to see that there is also hope and there is also actions taking place and people changing something, people thinking about it and not just stucking with this, oh my God, everything is so bad, we will all die scenario. <laughs> Well, there, it seems that there are a lot of opportunities that people see and they could only discover those if they go through the process themselves and see now how much can be digitalized, um, which I think for the German bureaucracy, let's put it that way, like German bureaucracy may be the corporate or the government, I think that they start implementing more of these tools. Because it, you know, obviously, it seems like this is the, this is like a testing period for for them. Even though it wasn't something uh, that they planned with, it was a really fast change. And how do you mobilize? How do we use the internet and digital digitalized tools? And hopefully, everyone's going to come out of it stronger and actually realize what processes they can take. Over. Speaking of um, processes and tools, we touched upon this last week for anyone that's interested in um, how we did our own setup as a team. Um, maybe Maria, you can tell everyone, you know, how many are, are we in the team? And we talk about our daily, our daily routine, like how we start in the mornings. Yeah. Um, so we are, it depends on if you, if you uh, account uh, full-time equivalents, we are around 10 people. Um, we use some of the tools that we already mentioned. Of course, we use Slack. Um, and if I say, of course, if you never heard of Slack, um, just Google it. It is the communication platform that all the startups are using. Um, if, uh, you are, um, if you are new to the digital world, reach out to us. We're happy to support. We're happy to uh, do one-on-one -on -one calls. Um, to explain you how to set up Slack, how to use Slack. Also, like um, all these tools like Zoom, this is the tool that we're using right now also for this webinar. Um, it is used for most of the calls, workshops. Um, I use it for my, for my lectures at university now. So um, this is also something that we can uh, support you with. Regarding the organization of our team, uh, we stick to our daily routines. So we meet at 10. We meet digitally, of course, in, uh, in a Google Hangout or in a Zoom call, so whatever you, you choose, uh, 
we also change in between the um, between in the in between the tools. And uh, we do a short round where everybody just gives a quick head up what he or she is working on that day, where he or she focuses on, so we know who is doing what and who might need support with, uh, with something. And uh, one thing that I keep spreading, and I will mention it again and again, is that we're doing a virtual, we're having a virtual team office. So we let this Google Hangout call in the morning open in the background on all of our computers. We uh, mute ourselves then, um, otherwise it would be too noisy. But uh, you just have the feeling like if you're in the, the office. So there are people with you. There is somebody you can reach out to. And you can just unmute yourself and talk into the room just as if you are talking to somebody across the desks as if we are sitting in the same room. Only that we're sitting in our living rooms on our couches or wherever. And, but we can still you know, be in constant contact and um, being in constant exchange. And I think it's very, very important. And I think it's going very well, at least me, it helps a lot to know that the team is there, that there are yeah, people working on the same stuff that I do. And um, people are there to, to go into a sparing, to share some ideas, to share also some uncertainties, some doubts about things, uh, some when you are afraid of something, which is completely normal during this uncertain times. Um, it is important to, yeah, I think it's super important to just share all, all of the feelings also because so much is going on. And uh, I would just go insane if I would not talk about it. Well, we also, what I enjoyed is if you just throw a joke in there once in a while. So if you're working, then suddenly you just hear this voice that comes from your laptop and then you find yourself in the virtual room again and then everyone's having small talk with each other. Uh, Cause I think a big question is always like, how do you keep your team motivated? So you don't feel lonely, but the virtual room has helped to keep us connected. And then you can have this like short small talk. Um, and then that's very entertaining. Uh, yeah. So I, I agree. Um, what about the, the project management in terms of maybe for some it's interesting to be able to see how we yeah. Uh, so, so we use uh, we use Todoist, um, which is connected to our. We are all in the Google world. I mentioned that before. So we are uh, lovers of G Suite. Um, we are completely in the cloud with everything and our um, project management tool, where we put all our tasks in. Also, tasks that you can then delegate and delay and comment on is um, Todoist. There tons of project management tools uh, that you could use out there. We just choose to do it because it's, um, it's, it has a good connection to, um, to the rest of the Google products, works, uh, works very well, also connected to Slack. Um, so everything is then interconnecting and talking to each other so you don't miss out anything. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, we have a Kanban board that is also connected to Todoist. So we keep uh, track of what are we focusing on today? What will we focus? What are the focuses for this week? What do we want to, um, what do we want to achieve this week? Of course, during times like these, uh, and I'm saying that as if I've ever been in times like these, I haven't, <laughs> but, um, it just, yeah. It helps to to see to keep a focus on on okay so so what are we here for what are we doing to not get lost in um, in all the bad news and uh, the increasing numbers and all the bad uh, 
bad things that are happening around us, um, but keep the focus on, okay, what, what is it really that we can influence? And that, that's really something that, that is helping me these days that I ask myself, okay, is this something that I can influence? Is this something that I have an impact on? If not, then I just try to accept it and concentrate on the things that I can have an impact on. And that is support people, share our knowledge, uh, support other companies when they, when they are struggling with uh, organizing them, themselves uh, in a remote team because we have the great luck that we have yeah, experience with that because we've done it before. It, is, it feels quite kind of natural to us. If it doesn't feel natural, it doesn't feel natural to, to many other companies. So we're here to share our knowledge. And we're also here, we, we keep on doing our podcasts um, with people that have great solutions, startups, tech solutions um, that have great solutions that will all also help us uh, through this uh, Corona time. And uh, yeah, maybe you can talk a little bit about that, Anna, because uh, we had a talk last week about something like that, right? Yeah. So uh so we talked to Johannes Klepper from Hello Better, which has an app where they actually help people that have, um, yeah, uh, I don't know if you call it, uh, it's a mental health issues or support people that might be going through um, addiction or anxiety. Um, it offers tools for you to basically figure out how you can educate yourself and support yourself. And when I was talking to Johannes about it, uh, one of the interesting things I learned is, you know, when it comes to terminology as well, maybe we shouldn't have called it social distancing and rather call it physical distancing uh, because people tend to really focus too much on this idea of like what social distancing, the terminology already makes you feel like you're going to go insane because you're, you're going to be lonely and inevitably um, it means that your whole daily routine is off, especially for people that deal with, you know, certain mental health issues or addictions. They're usually told to meet in groups so they can find a support system, that they can find a community. And so just that terminology and that word already gives people a lot of anxiety. So I think, you know, a lot of people maybe uh, are learning uh, more about the way we view the world and themselves and how we should term things. And maybe, as you said, don't focus too much on the bad, but just focus on the positive things that you can have an impact on. And I think Hannes, he, the webinar is also online if you guys want to tune in. He had a lot of uh, great tips of things that you can do. Like one is obviously try to stay physical in times of where we have to be dormant. Um, so whether that is like doing push-ups and having, for him, he had like a pull-up bar and a list. And every time he goes by that list, he does his pull-ups and he can add like, you know, his little numbers to it, which I thought was interesting because he said, you know, just by having that, you feel like you did something. And especially now it's very important to stay physically fit because we're all kind of resting in front of our laptops. And I think, as you said, get as much news as you need. One friend in Canada, she told me a lot of people are doing community healing. I like that word community healing. So it's bringing a lot of people to think about, you know, themselves in a community, like who are they, you know, what's your culture like? What has to change in your culture? Do things need to decelerate? You know, what, how do I prioritize my life? Like what really matters to me now that, now that this has happened? And for me, it's really simple, but I realize making a big meal ahead of time and then putting some in the freezer and putting some in the refrigerator just to warm it up 
because everything's very chaotic when you're balancing taking care of like kids for five hours then running into work for five hours and having to clean and cook like that's something that's I feel like has helped me because I'm literally in front of the microwave warming up the meals for the kids and going like okay Okay. <laughs> um, so I think at this point, Maria, unless you have anything to add. To add to the positive things that are happening, what we can also see is that there are tons of solutions, platforms popping up. Um, people keep coding websites overnight, which, uh, which I love. Um, to see, to, to, yeah, just support each other. Um, I think we talked about the United We Stream website that all the Berlin clubs um, get together uh, where they stream their nightclubs, uh, night, nightlife to our um, home offices or living rooms or whatever it is at night. And uh, there are also some restaurants that are still open. So um, I do not cook so much, but I use my... Yeah, I, I use the delivery services a lot, which I normally don't do because I wanted to always wanted to um, avoid the waste. Um, but now I do it because they need our support, the restaurants um, uh, and cafes and, you know, all the cultural institutions around us. They are really, really suffering uh, very, very hard. So um, I try to consume as much as I can from out of my couch. Yeah, um, we have a very interesting question um, from Martin. He says, some people, even digital ones, don't have internet where they are to detox or whatever and are now asked to do home office. Do you have an idea how to do home office without internet? And I think one part of the answer would be, well, I guess it also depends on who you're working for or what kind of you know, solutions or products is your company working for it? Because surely if it's not dependent on internet, you can also use, you know, your cell phone and your phone and communicate to people and figure out, you know, what you have to do for that day. Are you familiar with any scenarios like that, Maria? Mm, no. And actually I, uh, I'm, I'm super afraid that that will happen um, because I think there are three things as long as I got them, I'm fine, which is uh, water, electricity, and the internet. I had um, a chat with a, with a friend of mine. Uh, he lives in, uh, in Lichtenberg, which is uh, in East, Eastern, East Berlin. And they had a blackout last week for three hours. And he said that he was uh, sitting at home. And I can imagine that because it would be like, it would be hell for me not to be able to communicate anymore. So I hope that everybody who lives in an area where they do not have internet that they uh, find solutions to, to do it somehow over their cell phones or move uh, to, I don't know where, where, where they get access. Because I think in, in times of physical distancing, it is so important that we stay in touch. Uh, of course we can call, but like doing really, doing the work, I, I, I don't see any solutions for that at the moment. Thinking about that scenario, for that scenario, make sure you always have candles, a solar charger, and some good books. Yeah, I, yeah. And uh, Martin is adding no blackout. He was thinking about home office in Brandenburg. Yeah. Kind of internet, but edge. So just discipline and checking in for daily stand-ups by phone. I mean, yes, of course, staying, you can stay in touch with the team. But for us, it is also important to be connected to the internet as everything that we're doing is in the cloud. 
all of our documents, all of our presentations, all of our um, emails, everything. If we did not have internet, that would be severe. <laughs> yeah, so, we're, so we would be endangered by this for sure. You know, yeah. if, um, if that were, were to happen, then, you know, I think that's what I would do. I would just probably start drawing with my kid and read some books. And, you know, then I'll say, I'll just wait for the internet to come back on and then we'll see uh, what everyone did. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, and it is something that might be interesting for the hackathon. I will take, take the question with me. Thank you very much. Uh, here's another comment from Dale. He said, telephone landlines are still there. Cell phones do not use landlines. That is true. But most of the people in Berlin, for example, do not have landlines anymore, right? True. Is that completely true? I have a landline for our internet. I just don't use it. Yeah, but you don't have a land. You don't have a, like a fixed line phone, do you? Yeah, I do. Oh, you do. Maybe I'm just one of the. I have an actual phone. <laughs> it sounds weird to say that I actually have a phone with the 030 number. Amazing. Yeah. You're safe. <laughs> All right, everyone. Then I'll say danke, Maria. We have another exciting week ahead of us. And we will talk again very soon, but then again next week. Yeah. Stay uh, home, everybody. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay sane. Bye. That was a wrap here for us at the World Changers in Tech headquarters. Make sure you find us at our webpage, www.german.tech, and subscribe to our newsletter to stay up to date and receive exclusive invites to all our event formats. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Big thank you from the World Changers in Tech team here at German Tech, where we strive to inspire, build, and grow digital ecosystems for a sustainable future. Continue on on our SDGs and World Changers in Tech, and tune in soon.